0: Today's episode is brought to you by Reef Builders, winner of Best of How's, five years running. Reef Builders is a Tempe, Arizona-based, full-service design-build construction company. What's a design-build company? It means you deal with one company for everything. Reef Builders is able to take your vision and bring it to life by drawing your plans, producing photorealistic, high-resolution 3D renderings of your kitchen, baths, and more, helping you design and pick your finishes, and finally, executing that vision. With their years of building experience and a superior client experience, using tools such as online project management software through their client portal that allows you to see your renovation in real time. Whether you're in town, on vacation, or living in another state, you have access to job progress photos, your build schedule, financials, and much more anywhere in the world. So if you're looking for a complete bath or kitchen renovation, a complete home renovation, a custom home designed and built, or a boutique commercial project built out, Reef Builders can deliver it. Reef Builders. Your vision, their experience, delivered. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Make the Difference Podcast. Today, I actually have one of my longtime best friends in the room. Uh, It's actually... I'm more excited about this one than I have probably a lot of them, just because Donnie and I go back. We have a lot of history um, in sports and in business together. Um, he has an awesome story. So uh, I want to introduce Donnie Bolin III. Um, he is uh, born and raised pretty much in Arizona, but was born in Texas, uh, pretty much was raised here. But uh, Donnie, say hi to everybody.
1: Hello, everybody. Thank <laughs> you guys for uh, having me. I really appreciate this, so.
0: And then I'll I'll, always Chris Stewart's in here uh, with us as well to help navigate me and make sure uh, the F-bombs are kept to a minimum. (laughs) Yeah, I've been failing at that. (laughs) Hey, don't. (laughs) You can't quit, though. (laughs) You got to try. Donnie has an interesting story for the fact that um, he came from the corporate world, um, is an entrepreneur, has owned multiple businesses, uh, was a really good athlete, um, the struggle to get to where he's at today uh, was definitely not linear. Um, there's a lot of ups and downs, those ups and downs I was with him all along the way for some of them, but it's a cool story. So, uh, Donnie, kind of like always, man, we we start where you start, which is way back when you were born in your childhood and kind of go from there. So,
1: yeah, I, I appreciate that. Well, uh, born and raised in El Paso, Texas, uh, had. A great life out there. Kind of a lot of dirt, a lot of horses and cows and family and all that good stuff. Uh, My dad was working for a carnation uh, company at the time, kind of in the dairy and dog food industry. Uh, And we got moved out to Phoenix, uh, mid-1980s. Came out here in kind of sixth grade and that's where we kind of met and everything. I was playing good old Pop Warner, destroy your football back in the day.
0: Can't stop us. Wow, ah, that is that's <laughs> way back. We're unstoppable. It,
1: it was. It, it was. It was interesting for sure. I don't. I don't know how good we were, but we thought we were pretty cool at the time. Back uh, when they
0: used to check your jocks.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: <laughs> Show me your jock. You weren't a jock. It was the weirdest fucking thing. Like you'd have to line up in a big ass line. And you'd pull your jock out and whatever official would see that you're wearing a jock. You're like sixth grade. You got no balls. Like, who cares? (laughs) Like, you you could have worn briefs and have been fine.
1: Yeah, and that was right before you stepped up on the scale. Oh, (laughs) yeah, I forgot to
0: weigh in, too. I totally forgot about that.
1: Uh, But, uh, but yeah, uh, my family, my mom, my dad, my brother, and I uh, packed it all up and moved out here without any other family or anybody else. And uh, my dad uh, wanted to make a career out here, kind of in the in the with carnation and and that's kind of where the story all begins in arizona so um played sports all growing up soccer basketball baseball football you kind of name it i was into it uh wasn't unseen to play two or three sports at any given time Uh, that's just kind of how my my childhood life was just had a passion for all that and i think that's really kind of what has developed into today and everything else, is all those kind of teamwork, team environments, type people that, that learned at a really young age, not only the competitiveness as well too, but uh, just, just all those teams uh, growing up. And
0: Don is, was or is a fucking great athlete. Um, he always played a position to where he had to lead, like played quarterback you a pitcher in baseball.
1: Pitcher and third base in baseball, and then uh, basketball. What'd you play? Basketball was a, a number two and number three uh, position. So mm-hmm. small forward, uh, second guard on that, just depending upon uh, what it was. And uh, but just just love competing. I mean, that was the biggest thing. Not not real successful in my teams. Can't say that I came out with state championships or anything else like that. But. Really kind of had the heart and just the soul to just kind of give it it all.
0: Donnie's being humble when he says it, but if I remember remember correctly, you were a three-sport varsity athlete as a freshman, right?
1: Uh, I I got my first varsity letter my freshman year. Uh, It it was kind of in baseball. uh, Towards the end, got moved up from JV uh, into there, and then uh, all through my sophomore year was a three-sport varsity athlete. Right Um, on. Uh, Mark, good old Marcos Deniza, yeah,
0: fucking powerhouse, bro. 10 P, Marcos Deniza, Padres <laughs> 94. Yeah, I graduated
1: you know, in 94. As yeah. they
0: say, once a padre, always a padre, Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly,
0: for yeah, sure. I think I've heard that. <laughs> 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 Never, yeah, <laughs> you heard that. Never, long line
1: <laughs> of Padres in, the, in the, this room and area, so for sure. So, uh, went to Marcos Deniza, um. And played a lot of sports, in the student council, and uh, the social aspect, all that good stuff. Um, kind of football was my love and my passion. Just the, uh, just the man on man type thing. I'll smack you in the face, you smack me type thing. Uh, just that aggressiveness, and uh, just loved football. We had yeah. a
0: horrible coach. <laughs> Fuck, he was bad. i he was so bad. He, I sort of got it. He was fucking drunk a couple times at practice, right?
1: I plead the fifth. <laughs> I don't know. I can't confirm or deny that. Yeah. But. We, we won't
0: say his name, but uh, it was fu- he was a he was a character, dude. Like like I remember being in high school, like in the team room, whatever, watching like watching film, and I'm like. This guy's out of his fucking mind. Like, what is wrong with this dude? And I'm not in a good way. No, and I'm like 14, 15, 16 years old, and I'm not the smartest high school kid either. But I'm like, if I'm noticing there's something fucking wrong with you, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. I remember one year they caught him on his on the roof of his fucking house, fucked up in a Santa suit, drinking whiskey, <laughs> singing fucking carols. I think you're being a little judgmental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, <laughs> yeah no yeah I was, I was like man this guy's awesome.
1: It, it definitely was an interesting team for sure or different coaching staff. So. Well,
0: we had a shit ton of talent on that team because we had <clears> several <throat> dudes go to Division one schools, but our record was like four and six or five and five. I think your senior year, you guys were like fucking one and nine, right? One
1: and nine, yep, exactly. You
0: play, but you were in a competitive uh, uh, group of schools, 5A, yeah, we're five A, yeah, five A school for sure, smaller school. This guy.
1: Yeah, we were in the big 5A at the, at the time back yeah. then. We were in the East Valley region. I mean, they had Mesa Mountain View, had Mesa Jackrabbits, had Corona del Sol, McClintock. Yeah, as you said,
2: McClintock and, and Mountain View are the two that I remember the most.
1: Yep, yeah. there was big time football back then yeah. and, and everything. And, um, and
0: Donnie was, we weren't, we probably, I mean, we're always good students, uh, always good athletes, but fuck, we were always into something.
1: That we were, for like, sure.
0: Yeah, we, sh- we should have ended up in jail a few times, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. we Well, when we were in high school, we used to go up to a liquor store by ASU and try to get people to buy us alcohol. And if they didn't, we'd beat the frat guys up and take their liquor. We, we tried to offer them money first, and then if they didn't, we were fucking crazy. Like I remember remember that fucking dude that chased us down. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: We, <laughs> we, we had some situations, for sure, and everything else. We definitely weren't afraid of. Of things we, I remember one time. I think we were all kind of in that same thing. And and high school was completely different back then than I think kids are experiencing for now. For sure, for dude.
0: sure. We'd be in jail for sure, <laughs> and, or suspended forever. Yeah,
1: we didn't have cell phones. There weren't there weren't snaps going on, or or we had maybe the beeper or the pager back in the day. But uh, definitely the social thing. You were going out and kind of meeting with your friends and hanging out and. Getting into trouble. I mean, yeah, you had
2: uh,
0: to actually go find your friends. Exactly, oh, yeah, you right. did for we sure. We hung out at Burger King was our hangout. Yeah, like rally at Burger King and then we'll fucking go to wherever <laughs> from there. And
1: that was for sure. But yeah. yeah, we we got some situations that I'm I'm surprised we're still uh, unscathed. I, I will yeah. say, I, uh, no, I agree. And everything else, though. We were so stupid, so stupid. Like that whole
0: prefrontal <laughs> cortex not being developed. I don't think that's,
2: I don't think you're special though in that. opportunity oh, uh, we for teenage boys, we
0: were special in a red helmet mouth uh, <laughs> mouthpiece short bus kind of fucking way yeah. right, for sure. <laughs> we were but like I said, we all we always. We always had good grades and stuff like that. We were just, we just have way too much fucking energy, man. Like, yeah. way too much
1: energy. We, we, we were good citizens. I mean, we <laughs> we, we were, you. come on. <laughs> we, we were respected and we were, uh, I mean, obviously we had conversations with college coaches and recruiting yeah. and everything else. You can't be, uh, the bottom of the barrel or the, in the in the dirt and everything else if if people are looking at you yeah, during that true. time i mean you know that from the high school sports as well too so
0: yeah nowadays we probably would be the bottom of the barrel cuz there would be cell phones. There, there would else. be a lot out there <laughs> yeah. for sure
1: there yeah, would, there would be. else but
0: one uh, thing I always appreciated about Donnie was his toughness. Like he wasn't a big guy, like he was tall. Like how like how tall your hands? 6'1, 6'2?
1: Yeah, 6'1, six, 6'2, six, and then
0: but he's probably only 180 pounds, 185 pounds.
1: Uh, I think I was up until my senior year was 180 wet and maybe with pads on and yeah, stuff. But, but, but he
0: was never afraid to fucking get into anything, like especially on the field. And he was he was he played um when I was playing with you, you played free safety and he would lay people out all over the place just like almost like um like a tough texan kid like just fucking go out there and just let it fly like i used to like like watch him tear people up cuz on on offense he played quarterback and let's just say uh he was a decent quarterback but he 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 was definitely better on the defensive side of the of the ball.
1: Yeah, definitely was not recruited for being a quarterback in high school. <laughs> Did a lot of running, a lot of short passes and a and a lot of interceptions, anything long for sure. So, what
0: do you but, think you picked up from like athletics in those years? Cuz those are pretty foundational years for for stuff. I know they were for me.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think the biggest thing that we all learned is the grind. I mean, it was a especially playing three sports and stuff. You, you never stopped. You had never had an off season because by the time one se- season finished, you're jumping right in the next. And then your summers are all about getting strong, getting um, summer ball seven on seven. Plus we had jobs in the summer too. And jobs on the weekend and, and all that. I mean, it, it truly was where you kind of set those work ethics and where you set that kind of mentality of just doing whatever it takes to be successful and, and and everything else. I mean, we were we never had downtime. I, I, I laugh at my kids and stuff because they're sitting. They can spend hours and hours in front of video games and computers and everything else. And uh, if I'm laying in my bed and I pick up the phone, I, I'm gonna throw that thing through the wall after like 20 <laughs> minutes and, and everything else. It's just video games were never my type of thing and and never really was into it. it was always in the into the sports and. And, and I think that's what developed the grind. I mean, we would get up at 5.30 in the morning, even back then, and go mm-hmm. lift weights. I mean, I was, I was part of the Seacott clan or part of Seacott's gym where we'd all go work out at 6 a.m. in the morning. School started at 7.30 and, and, uh, just to get strong for your sports and, and just to have that routine. And so even though that you're playing high school sports and you were doing um, your practices and your games and everything else and all those different... Plus student
0: council and all that time. You're Like You're involved in a lot more shit than I was. I didn't like people. So <laughs> Donnie, Donnie was, were you vice president, president?
1: I was sports and spirit director. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's like, nice. Ju- that's, Yeah. That's like
0: Julie, the social director. I yeah. the love boat. The, yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. No, I was, uh, I was in charge of running the, um, running the assemblies and the uh, different events in, in the high school and stuff and kind of. Being the MC of those, developing type of of games and events and all, all that good stuff. That's so. not a bad job.
0: Yeah, Donnie was well liked, like 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 all around. Were you like homecoming king or any of that shit?
1: Never was the homecoming king, queen or queen <laughs> probably would have fit. I, I was liked, but I wasn't that liked. <laughs> right. I, I was kind of like yeah. that, that that middle tier and stuff. But right. uh, no, I had lots of friends and. Uh, but never was elected into those type of things. But uh, we, the the student council actually stuff was was really fun. I mean, we really kind of stepped it up, had a good group of people. I mean, we got like the Suns Gorilla in uh, to doing things at, at the assemblies. We, uh, we did a whole thing where we even convinced a teacher. Uh, we did this uh, Indiana Jones theme in our gym and we had a teacher. I don't know how it wouldn't past these days but <laughs> we had a teacher with a rope tied to the trusses of the gymnasium he was swinging from the second floor <laughs> onto That's the awesome. basketball court running like That's he's tremendous. indiana indiana jones and he actually made it but how he actually did it that was a good old Zanazzi back in the day and stuff just but.
0: like most captains meetings i don't think i attended that so yeah.
1: no but but high school experience was great and fun, and like i said kind of really set the foundation for everything Um, else uh, sports was my thing i i I was a recruited athlete um i I felt i was like very mature for my age and those kind of decision making (laughs) type things well i had i had a number of schools that like these were the schools that i wanted to go to right and if it didn't happen at those schools i didn't i felt it was time to kind of grow up like i i was then that dream was just a stepping stone for my career, my foundation and everything else. That you know, is pretty mature because that was not what I was thinking. Yeah, And <laughs> yeah. it, stuff. And so I had limited to like four or five schools and, and at each one of those schools really specific on, hey, I I would play this as a walk-on if anything, or, or this had to be a scholarship type thing. Otherwise, I was just interested in just going and being a student. And, and I was okay with that. Um, knowing that, yeah, I was a decent athlete and stuff, but it, I wasn't going to make a career out of being a professional athlete, or at least I didn't think so at the time, uh, and, and stuff. And who knows what would have happened, but I just wanted to get life going. And, and that was really kind of the big thing. Um, I also played hurt, uh, my end of my junior, well, junior year, last game of the of the football season, I dislocated a shoulder um, my junior year against Saguaro High School, and uh, we beat the shit out of them. I think. Yeah, it was game, right. Yeah, we did, yeah. and it was so stupid. It was like a, a hit on a guy at the last like forty-five seconds of the game, and I really didn't need to hit him like <laughs> I did, but I just went in and tried to crush him, and just ended up getting hurt and stuff. And uh, um, and then my senior year, I was kind of playing with that same thing. Uh, it, just kind of was getting the stingers and the, the separations, which was shooting down the body and it's tough playing hurt. I mean, even though you're out there grinding and uh, playing both ways and and doing all that stuff, it still has effect on you mentally and uh, emotionally and also physically uh, whenever you're kind of dealing with something like that. And so really when my offers weren't what I wanted to be and uh, I had already told, um, some schools that I was not interested and in, uh, the junior college route was not a route for me um, it it really became down to about uh, three schools uh, and one thing just didn't work out on on each of the schools and so then from there and it was like uh, it was Columbia University, it was West Point, and then Arizona State University. So mm-hmm. love, loved my son Devils. Harvard
0: of the South. Harvard of the South. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, uh, West Point, I couldn't get a congressional nomination. I, That's I, competitive, man. That's it, incredibly competitive. It, it is. And so uh, we had great talks and good conversations with them. Columbia University um, had to be like in the top – 25 percent of my class and i had good grades but um i was still a, a b average student and everything and i was at like i don't know 28 percent or something and and uh so i didn't qualify there um and then arizona state was just stacked i mean had lots of conversations with with uh those individuals out there Um, And then that was the recruiting class that had just the studs, had the all-stars of Plummer, Tillman, Tillman, Keith Poole, Poole, Jeff Polk, uh, Fright Night Friedman. Uh, They're just a stacked group and and everything else that were studs and stuff. And And future felons.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Some guys are making movies and other guys are in prison. Yeah. so.
1: So it it, it was good. I got offered a preferred walk-on status uh, at ASU uh, by my recruiting coach, uh, which he's still at ASU today. Um, And just came down to it that what
0: does that give you? Like a fucking like a like a different wristband when you show up to?
1: It it really doesn't give you. It gives you access and everything else, but you still gotta make the team. Uh, You still gotta go work out with a team. It's definitely, you're going to play on the scrimmage uh, teams and and really you're not going to travel with the team most likely unless you make the top, I think it was 52 or 60 players. I forget what it was at the time. Um, And so it, and I was already hurt in everything else. Um, I tried to kind of was getting into shape and everything up, uh, with it, kind of working out. And then right before I graduated high school, I just decided to, that, hey, I'm not going to go into this season like, um, like I, I wanted to. And with it being three or four months away, having to report to, to camp in, a, in, a, in two months and stuff. And just was feeling like this isn't the route for me. And so
0: That's a big dude, that's a big, 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 big decision. It's a it, mature decision. Yeah.
1: It was it was tough and horrible. And I remember kinda of sitting down with my dad and, and um uh, my parents were very supportive and, and they were willing to take some amazing kind of steps in order to make things happen both financially and stuff and with it being at ASU I could live at home and uh but still have to pay for college and um but back when tuition was only fifteen hundred bucks a semester. Yeah, maybe. I think it was <laughs> like twelve sixty a semester. Okay, yeah. hey, I
2: just got the bill from my son at ASU for yeah. this semester, his first semester. Yeah, it ain't that anymore. No, <laughs> it's
1: not. I got a 21 year old daughter uh that she's graduating in August here, it's, nice. It's really <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> um But uh but yeah, just my dad is just saying, Hey, don't don't make a decision that you'll regret later in life. And so that was... It's good advice. It, it was really good yeah. advice. It was, uh, And it, it was a decision that I had to make on my own. Um, and I still kind of look back at it, wish I would have made some different decisions at times, but I'm comfortable and happy with the route that I went. I mean, um, and I just took that same mentality into sports and success and and everything else that I did, Um, even in in life. I mean, uh, the biggest thing about it is at that point, really thought like I had to grow up. And so I started getting into corporate America, um, working at Bank of America full-time, graduating uh, high school and uh, got married, first time very young well,
0: and your college major wasn't the easiest either. So so, so Donnie was, was a computer systems engineering major. So he's one of, you know, three white guys with a bunch of other Asians and Indians in that program. It's a tough program. Um, and
2: that's just when that's ramping up, you know,
1: really starting to gather steam as, a, as an educational path. Yep, it, exactly. And working full time. And working full time and, 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 uh, and then also throwing... Uh, a relationship, a marriage relationship, and I bought a house at 21, and um, so it was kind of like this. Okay, I'm not playing sports. Let's just attack life. Okay, let's let's work full time. Let's have the family. Let's uh, let's uh, go to finish school and everything else. And and uh, it not necessarily the the best decisions, but it's what I thought a mature yeah growing up individual would do and, and i think kind of the decision not to play college sports really kind of put that instill into my mind of this is a path that i have to go now and everything so were were
0: you the first of of all, all of our friends to get married?
1: Uh i think so. Yeah, yeah, i think so too. Yeah.
0: Donnie does have an interesting story too even before that like him and another guy um they, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Honey Barbecue. Oh yeah. So in high school, that you know, uh, Donnie was one of the first white guys that ever worked there. Was, <laughs> really? Oh, it was awesome, dude. Because like, it's all you know, uh, um, brothers and sisters in there, and they're great people. Mark and Gary like love those dudes to death. Like, yep. used to go in there, and Mama used to make soul food on Sundays. We'd go throw down on that shit. But yeah, Donnie and like, her, they worked back in the kitchen and did deliveries and shit like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: we, we, yeah, it was it was a great time we that was our ever since freshman i had a a good friend that i played football with that kind of introduced me to his uncle um which is mark smith yeah and and, uh and he's like yeah come in we'll 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 have you work in the back and you sit back there and uh you're shredding chicken by hand and in a hot kitchen and everything else At a 14 15 year old kid i mean was it, is that when it was uh, still on Washington?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, still yeah. on Van Buren. Our oh, Van Buren, right? Fucking yeah, right. great stories i remember Mark knocked some dude right the fuck out. It uh-huh. was in line that was running his mouth, and people were stepping over the dude when he was fucking out cold. The order food shit, <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's fantastic. Were, there was dudes banging hookers in the bathrooms. <laughs> that place was fucking crazy, dude.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was definitely different. I mean, Mark and Gary, they're 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 awesome. People. Oh, I love those oh, dudes, man. Oh my god, so they give you the shirt off your back just to. Just to help an individual out and, and everything else, and I was very fortunate to to have somebody to give me a job to kind of teach me
0: well, and like you know, we didn't have you know Arizona primarily doesn't have a lot of black dudes in in general, so like you not really coming from Texas and not being having a lot of black people around like being the only white guy or whatever one or two white guys working there, how did that kind of shape and help you and like mold you into like who like who you are and like how you accept people and all that other stuff.
1: Yeah, from a very young age. I mean, when I was born and raised in El Paso, Texas. I mean, El Paso is a very diverse town. I really? Mean, it, it is oh, yeah. maybe a small percentage of white and very high Hispanic. That's a like fair most of uh, all Mexicans. It's right? a border town, uh, and we lived on the northeast side of El Paso, which, uh, which at the time was really great. It's now become a very tough neighborhood area. Uh, but where we lived, we lived on a, on a street, you go out in the desert, but, um, uh, whenever I would go to school, uh, we were, uh, we were the, the minority in, in everything else. And then it wasn't a bad thing, but you had friends that were Hispanic. You had friends that were, uh, uh, African-American and everything. And then with it also too, being a heavy military, uh, with Fort Bliss there, um, you you had to make friends every year because half your friends the year later would be gone gotcha. and everything else so um when i look at my like second grade class photo i can't i can't name a single person on that thing <laughs> wow <yeah. laughs> me neither i'm like i think i know who this guy is <laughs> and, and everything else but um every year it's different yeah but different i mean characters we had huge family in, in texas and uh and still, that was kind of our friends, like my uncle, which is, he's three years older than me, was one of my best friends growing up uh, in there. But but that's really kind of getting back to what you're saying is we've always been around it and everything else. And it, it's just the normal. I mean, it's, uh, I never saw anybody from, um, that I wasn't, fearful of being around right. or being incorporated to or bringing in the mix. I mean, even Marcos Niza um, had had significant diversity, which was, which was good. And, yeah. and I, it was one of the reasons that attracted me to Marcos versus like... Corona. Yeah, going yeah. To, to other schools and stuff. And so...
0: So there you are, married, 21, house, Bank of America.
1: Then, uh, then just... Uh, realized one day that I wasn't uh, doing everything that I I really was making me happy and and stuff and so um, I had a lot of growing up to do I I wasn't making right decisions Um, wasn't really being honest with myself uh, a lot about really what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish in life how so Um, I was Still trying to fill my way around. Uh, I was trying to find out at what industries and what I really wanted to do when I grow up. Um, college took me eight and a half years to graduate. College, and um, it, and it's because I bounced around to different majors. That's pretty fast. Yeah, so fast. <laughs> and so fast. fast. My parents should be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> You're like oh, yeah. It's that movie they made with.
0: <laughs> uh, the with Oh, fuck, I forget that movie where he was there until he was like 30.
1: No, it, it, I, my, I think my parents after like the second year of college goes, okay, we're here if you need us. but, <laughs> but you got to really kind of figure some things out here. Van Wilder. That's it. Yeah. Van Wilder. And so I, I I, tried a lot of things. I tried, um, I was working for Bank of America, working in the branches, worked my way up to like an assistant manager type thing and then started working in the back office, um, kind of in their their technology and support areas what they call kind of their help desk type stuff and uh, then i had an opportunity through uh, my significant other at the time her family uh, had a uh, a fabrication business and so i i kind of jumped over at the opportunity there Um when there was an opportunity, and uh, worked there for a number of years, kind of learning the hands-on trade.
0: It's cool. It was a fiberglass company. They used to make, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, nose cones for the slurry bombers.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? They they uh did everything. So California Forestry Department, they did uh, the nose cones and and the old B-52 modifications to convert them into uh, slurry bombers for the California Forestry Department, Um, made parts for Honeywell, uh, made wastewater treatment facilities, gumball machines, uh, sand dune buggy carts. I it's mean, pretty diverse. It, it was really diverse. Yeah. Like, there, there's not too many fiberglass companies or, or custom fabricators.
0: You'll know this is right by. Um, it's real close to Station uh, Station Six. It's on the uh, frontage road on the north side, right past Seventh Street or Seventh Ave.
1: Yeah, I think it's Seventh Avenue. It's like Third Avenue and and uh, Mojave. Yeah. I'm
2: so, certain I've driven by it a hundred times. You probably yeah. have.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think that they own the the business anymore. Um I think it, it's been moved on, but the, I think the operation is still there, but uh but that was really kind of my first uh introductory into kind of small business. Yeah. And, you were hands-on, I remember. Yeah, I was I was pretty significantly hands-on. Um uh loved working for it and everything else. It just um it wasn't going to be a, a financial thing or a long-term career and everything. And so, um, made the decision to kind of part ways, um, on it and, uh, and it was a good thing, but kind of left in a little bit of bad graces Uh and stuff. Uh, uh, but I, I just needed to move on. And everything else, it, it was struggling to make the, the bills or where I wanted to be at the time. Um, also had gone through a divorce, uh, uh through that, and was really just trying to really kind of understand and kind of grow of where I wanted to be in life. Yeah, and, fuck you know. her. Can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I never liked her. You knew that, dude. Uh, no, I know, you know I know there's a lot of people, I, but I never liked her. Yeah, it, it was like I said, it was, I learned. I made a lot of mistakes and made a lot of uh, changes in life, which I'm glad my journey went through that because it really focused in on what I wanted to do in life. There's learning
0: lessons, man. You don't know. I I tell people all the time, if you're a male... You should not be married before you're 25. You should probably wait until you're 30. No, and
1: and and being divorced at, at 23 and having that second opportunity was a <laughs> lot of fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't remember you having any fun no, <laughs> post, no, 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 post no, no. Uh, divorce ever. No. I just remember you going to church a lot and volunteering a
1: lot. Yes, that, that's what I did. Like. Thank a goodness. Lot. Yeah, um, yep. Father Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it was good. And, and leaving that, I went back to Bank of America um, and actually had some really great mentors in the, in the corporate world um, that actually taught me how to kind of be a leader in the corporate w- world and, and how to get things done and accomplished. Was
0: that when you worked for credit card?
1: That was work for I worked for the credit card division yeah. and also the technology division on the backside of the credit card, which... Um, we really got into the Six Sigma mm-hmm. type uh, mm-hmm. things, and so it allowed me to get, yeah, exactly. Kaizen. Mm-hmm. Kaizen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Six Sigma uh, ended up getting my green belt and my black belt uh, there. Uh, worked my way up to a vice president uh, at the time uh, with Bank of America. Was really doing uh, really well, uh, traveling a lot, um, overseeing some different programs, overseeing some different call centers, um, developing some systems and and things to make Bank America successful, which probably attributed to the housing crash it, <laughs> and everything else. in 2006 <laughs> and 2007. You're welcome, well. everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. yeah, you're welcome. the Wall Street. You're welcome. Yeah, we, we were slinging credit cards left and right. You said <laughs> yes, we, we, we would put a credit card in your hand for sure. So. Well,
0: the cool thing about that, which 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 from from being a small business owner and being an entrepreneur is, um, and. Donnie probably doesn't even remember, think that I remember some of this shit. But um, those divisions in Bank of America were run like small businesses, so Mm -hmm. you had financials that you had to read and balance sheets and budgets and 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 uh, and general ledgers and everything else like that. So Donnie, like when he's fucking really really good at all the financial statement stuff um, at a very young age, because you probably only. 24 or 25 when you pick those skills up right yeah whereas most people uh can't even read those in their 60s (laughs)
1: yeah i mean the the biggest thing about corporate america is they have to make money yeah and and there's no it's really kind of cutthroat it's not like uh um a business situation or a small business where oh yeah we can make that mistake and we can handle that and everything else they are like it's black or it's red, yeah. and, and there's no gray in between. It, it you're either in the positive or, or you're negative. in the negative, and if you're in the negative, you're not gonna be here and yeah. and everything else. So, well, coming
0: from to compare it like to the fire service world, like that's always say like in 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 the public sector, um, you don't even fucking have to worry about generating revenue or a net profit. Yeah, it's like here's your money, go spend it. Don't fuck it up. I'm like, how fucking hard is that?
2: Well, you better be delivering service.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, yeah for the sure. Community better feel it. Yeah, but <laughs> but even if you deliver shitty service, you're still getting the money every every year. Like if you're if if you're like perpetually shitty, then yeah, things are gonna have to change and heads are gonna roll, and stuff like that. But like that that over that overarching like holy fuck, man! Like we have to be profitable. We have to make money. We have to market the right way, brand the right way. Yeah, the pressure from, of that. Yeah, there's yeah. none of that shit there. So I'm like, it, yeah. it, it, it probably I would say. Compared public to private, like it probably cuts fifty percent of your stress out.
1: Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree, and and everything. It uh, it definitely. I think that that is when I learned how not to sleep. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and so you're you're up in the middle of the night, mind's racing, and uh, and but that's when you're problem solving, and that's when you're like, hey, we're gonna do this, and uh, and one of the things that. It's kind of a, a good slogan, but a bad slogan as well too. Is is really some of my mentors um, there at Bank America? We really taught me the kind of apologize later type thing. Yeah, um, Chris is good at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, I think you not messed, really. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the apology part, or, or just the do. Uh, may, maybe I just wait too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck them too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 Everybody in, in corporate America, or the, the experiences that I had, is that they want to be involved and they all have a role and a position. And sometimes you got to bypass those to get something done. Okay. And, uh, and that key component of apologize later, like, oh man, sorry, we forgot you on this, or sorry, I didn't get your approval to, to implement this system or this process or this thing, but here's the results that came from that um that that was a, a huge learning experience and that's really kind of think what defined and and makes us successful as, as small business owners because you're finding ways to make things happen
0: we're agile right you're yeah. agile yeah, yeah yeah
1: fluid agile flexible whatever you want to call oh, it shit. but but it's an important skill to learn because it really kind of gravitates that hey, I've got to get something accomplished. I got to get it moving forward. Yeah, gotta it's to
2: legitimately it. mission driven, right? Mission yeah. driven, yeah. for sure.
0: Well, yeah. one of our old clients and and, and friends, Bill Crouch, is a four star general. Like he was my mentor, and and I had long conversations with that guy. And one of the things I'll never forget that he told me as I'm sitting in his house, we're just bullshit one day. is like Brandon, rules are meant to be broken. You just have to know which rules to break and when to break them. So, yep. and that's kind of same same philosophy.
1: Yeah, it, it truly is. And, and, uh, and you rub people sometimes the wrong way, but then you come back and nurture those relationships and understand and explain, show them the reason why, and then it, it's not done out of malice. There, there's really truly a reason for it. Um, and but sometimes even when you
0: do that, they still are butthurt, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You oh, you know, insecurities it. are bad, right? <laughs> yeah. How would you handle a situation like that? You, like even though it turned out well, you maybe even gave them a little bit of the credit, but they still want to be whiny and complaining and like you didn't include me in that thing.
1: Yeah, you just you, you just make sure that you include them the next time. <laughs> for the Next sure. time you forget about them, right? It, <laughs> and, and you you explain to them that it's not personal, like, and that that's the biggest thing. If you, if you can keep the emotions out of it. And you can be authentic with them, Yeah. saying, "Hey, man, I, I didn't mean to do this on purpose." Or, "Hey, uh, you're you just kept, in the fucking way." You kept telling me no. <laughs> yeah, here's the fucking roadblock, and I needed a yes. Yeah. Then, then, you all, it, it's just being authentic yeah. and being uh, upfront and honest with them, um, and understanding that, hey, uh, we're trying to make you both look good and us yeah. look good, and and we're all for the common goal and, and common result, and uh, this just needed to be done.
0: Don't you wish you could just say, I I really w- wanted to take the time to explain to you, but just you're so fucking dense and you can't see past the fucking, you know, the portion <laughs> of the trees. I had to do this. Yeah. You, you can't say that, <laughs> but you want to.
1: <laughs> this is where you and I were like
0: yin and yang. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, let me tell you, dude, get the fuck out of the way. We got this.
1: Yeah. Uh, we definitely take things at a different approach or a tactic, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's good for sure. So, uh, but, but uh, I think that it's still it's important thing to do, uh, even as you're uh, as, as you're growing. One of the things that um, was taught, and also continued to learn, is that people have to be empowered. Absolutely. Uh, and, and if you can't empower people, you can't put them, give them the ability to get something done, or, or get have them the ability to do their job. Um, then you're never going to have successes, or you're never going to have the success that you imagine you, you could and everything else. And that was the great thing about my mentors, uh, Jeff Capis and uh, Dave Beckett, was they were like, Donnie, go get it done. Like, if, like if you think you can get get it done, go go figure it out. Yeah. Go, and then come back and let me know. That's how Chris is. Because when I, when I work for Chris, and I've
0: actually adopted that from... Him and and other people as well. It's like I was interviewing somebody yesterday for a position, and she's like, "Oh, well, I'll do it whatever way that you want me to do it." I'm like, "I do not give a fuck how you get there. I just want you there. Like as long as you get there, I don't care how you get there." Right. But I think when 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 you show um, your superiors that you have the ability and and that you're going to do it in the right way, they'll kind of let you just run with it. Like they didn't let you do that right off the bat. They're like, "Let's let's let's." let's spoon feed this kid a bit and see how he does. And then after you kind of like after trust went both ways and they probably just said, go dude. Well, it does build incredible trust then for the people who are working for you
2: because then they, they feel empowered. They feel like they can be part of the success and they're more willing to do it themselves and, and, and perpetuate that, which I
1: dig. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you can, if you can take a member of your team and let them have success or let them feel that they have success, I mean, that is huge. And I mean, let them that, own it. You, you fulfilled your role as a leader. <laughs> you fulfilled your role as a leader. I mean, that that's really what drives me in kind of today's business and today's company is, and it's the hardest lesson, especially as a business owner to actually learn, is that you do have to empower your people. You do have to let them have successes and failures um, and, and be there to kind of support them, but understand that they need that kind of space in order to be able to do it. If you're constantly over the top of them, um, or constantly, hey, I need an update, hey, I need this, or hey, I need that. You're not really giving them the space to own it and, and to, to, to basically do what you've hired them to do yeah. and, and, and everything Was like. that
2: hard to do coming from the red or black world of Bank America? Um, or, or any other corporate?
1: So coming from corporate world, it, it really wasn't. Um, from a business owner um, standpoint and a, a business partner standpoint, a lot of things in your business become very personal. Right, It's your baby. It, it, it is your baby. Your baby. It, it, uh, it, and we haven't really kind of gone into the story of, of the business, but you, you start 90% of the people or 95% of the people that actually start businesses start it from nothing, like zero. Like mm-hmm. us. Like us, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were slinging everything. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> everything else. But you, you build this up. You sacrifice so much. You work 30 hour shifts or 40 hour shifts you you give everything, not only to the business but your family gives to the business, your friends give to the business, everything gives to the business um, in hopes of being successful and um, it, and that's the biggest thing that as a business owner, that you really have to step back and empower people because when you're small, you oversee everything or you're wearing, two, three, four hats or positions of a company, and then as you hire somebody or are capable of hiring somebody to actually run that, you really need to let the reins go. To, yeah, to, you grow
2: outside of your ability to micromanage, and I don't mean that in a bad way, nope. micromanagement, but
1: yeah.
0: But your span of control, it's it way gone. Yep. I get that point.
1: Yeah, and, and in order to be able to be successful in that, you really have to define the roles, you have to define the expectations, you have to define the culture of the company and and hope that they act within in between all those and
0: other stuff too because I think it's just important to hit manage to do a standard manage to do a process like all that kind of stuff. You mean
2: consistency?
0: Yeah, weird. Mm. I know it's a fucking weird yeah, word. That's yeah, odd.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, it, it <laughs> is really crazy. So,
0: but from so from bank from 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 the credit card business, that's where we. Jump in, right?
1: Yeah, that, that's where you and I kind of jump in. And, and we were doing some investing, mm-hmm. I think some house flips yep. and uh, right before the market crash and these condo conversions yep. and, and all that good stuff. Um, always kind of, uh, i met my significant other at the time as well too. She's a, a real estate broker uh, in the Valley and has been successful for 20 plus years. and um and she had kind of got me into the real estate in- investing uh, early on in our relationship. Uh, you almost, guys were killing it too. We, we, we were for sure. We were doing well. She was doing really well. She had kind of a magic kind of formula and she's a, a bird dog. I mm-hmm. mean, she finds deals like you wouldn't believe and uh, knows the, the research and the ins and outs and kind of over-researches things, which is awesome. But and they're
0: exactly opposite too yeah how they approach them which is good yeah that yeah. sounds like Co- be successful yeah. Com-
1: completely op- Could opposite and everything else and uh um but yeah real estate investing uh is what you and i kind of got into together and then also the the granite
0: stuff yeah we're like hey fuck it let's start this company we have a line on some stuff and donnie and i have always been business driven that way and it was just the time and we started. Uh, what was the first company? Selfless Granite Stone. Just little tiny granite company. We're in a fucking dirt lot with a shithole um, stucco uh, building, probably half the size of the facility we're in now. One shitter in there. Uh, that we had about. We went. We grew from about two dudes to about fifteen dudes. We did. Oh fuck, we did a million dollars in countertops that one fucking year and Donnie and I were working out of this fucking single-wide raised <laughs> trailer with a fucking hotspot as our as our internet connection. He was on the saw half the time, I was on the saw half the time. We were we were partnering up with 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 people. I remember we were in a in that stupid fucking shop at about midnight putting together a fucking barbecue um, that was gonna be pitched to Subzero Wolf guys, right? Or, yep. Um, the night before, and it, it's just Donnie and I, like metal framing the whole nine yards. Like we weren't making a lot of money. Like there was times where we pulled money out of the accounts to pay for electrical bills on our personal houses, yep. and and we're I mean we were grinding our ass off, um, doing the best thing that that, that we could um, every week, writing writing hand uh, checks for payroll to all of our guys. Um, fuck that was crazy time but it, it mattered huh it did matter oh it, so many lessons there
1: it, it it truly did and we did it right to the to the fact is that we didn't overextend ourselves. no nope. we didn't go buy the big shop and everything else and we need to look like a, a big fabricator we were working out of dirt lots yep. we were lurking at we in fucking
0: rain oh god oh, Lord. <laughs> may not be able to get that forklift is that saw that. portable yeah, no, 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 yeah, it is. So, if you move it, so, yeah. <laughs>
1: so but even even before that saw, like that was the whole step process that Brandon and I took as business partners oh, is we had to hand. invest into things. I mean, we uh, we were cutting slabs, we were cutting seven eight hundred pound slabs with a skill saw yeah. and a guide. Yep. Uh, in wow. order to be able to start fabricating kitchens at an earlier age, and then we were crushing it. We we're so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we
0: were. It's so slow that way too.
2: Sounds like it's easy to make a mistake.
0: Oh, that was. way. Uh, yeah, there is. I mean, um, I don't think we made a lot of mistakes like that because well. we we're we're pretty good with our hands, but. It's just a slow process, and fucking granted, like people don't realize, like you're turning fucking rock into something that's usable. Like, yeah. it, 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 like it's never a fast process. I watch you cut small pieces for me. Yeah, it takes a long time. Yeah, that saw, hundred thousand dollars saw. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and we and we got lucky on that saw too. I and mean, that's all Donnie's He's like, I don't know how the hell you
0: found that auction.
1: So uh, we, I was in contact with. Uh, oh, George. and we started the business at the shittiest time that we could. At the crash, we we started the business right before the crash. <laughs> yeah, right. The and crash. we continued. Good timing. And then I decided, um, I to quit the bank. I decided <laughs> to quit the bank and, and uh, had some had. are fucking a, smart. Yeah. So 2008, <laughs> I had a a one year old and had a baby on the way. And yeah. uh, September of 2008, I decided to do construction and granite full time. Yeah. And so I'm leaving fucking great idea. Leaving a six yeah. figure wow. job. Yeah. Uh and and I, I got to say
0: Jerry McGuire said, right? You know how you would come great, fucking hang your balls out there. Yeah. Donnie's were way down <laughs> yeah. over there. More and, than mine.
1: And, <laughs> and and Bank America was done with me too. Uh, at the <laughs> it, was a, it was a mutual parting yeah. ways. <laughs> the, the writing was on the wall and, and they were already having conversations about like, hey, uh, we can offer you this if you decide to just step back or step down or, or leave. And I said, well, it, it's time to just kind of go a different direction and, and everything else. And so, um, uh, got vested with all my stock options, got vested with my 401k, got a, a nice little decent little package that allowed me to kind of live off for like six months. but, uh, and listen
0: to Donnie. Cause he said it was like, he, he, he has said this a couple of times during this already. like, it was time to make a different decision or change gears. Like he's done it often and we we'll, and there's, there's a couple more gears that, that, that are going to be changed along the way too. But he's, he, he's always had the ability to know like, okay, fuck it's time. to. Now's gear. the time. Yeah, yeah. And he just goes, man. And it's not like, and it doesn't matter. Like he reminds me of, of our other buddy, Jeff. It's like, it may not be the most opportune time to go, but it's like, fuck it's time to go.
1: Yeah. It, it, it was in everything. If, um, I knew if I didn't get something started, or, or if I knew if I stayed in the financial world at that point, stuck that there wasn't going to be an opportunity. Yeah, kind and, of a gold, little bit of a golden handcuff right. type thing. I'm and so, climb
0: my, or crawl my way to middle management. Yeah, yeah. yeah. two kids and a fucking wife, and well, live here and dire. It,
1: it it was to the point that the financial we we knew the market was coming down. Okay, and the, I th- don't think the bottom hit until 2010. Uh, but the the financial industries were starting to have issues and problems, and you could see the writing on the wall.
0: Yeah, you're on the front line making it, causing it to happen. And, and we,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> you got a front oh, row seat. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we start calling you Nostradamus. We we were. I mean, we had.
1: Uh, oh well, we won't even go into that. <laughs> uh, we, we had this process with Bank America, and this was really how how we did that. Whenever individuals would go into the banking centers and make a transaction. It would do a marketing credit pool to see if an individual was uh, was capable of qualifying for a credit card. And so based upon that and having that list, then we took those to a call center and said, hey, we already have a pre-approved $15,000 credit <laughs> card for you at 10.9%. That's known what as, what as, address can we send this to? <laughs> And, that's known uh, as as the mirror
0: fog test. Oh
1: man, we saw <laughs> we saw millions of credit cards that way. That's I mean, crazy. It was,
0: it's predatory for sure.
1: It, 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 my it,
0: mom got hit with with some of that stuff. I'm like, how in the fuck did you give? Why are you giving her a credit card? She has a five seventeen credit score. Yeah. Like how are, are you, even one that's a two thousand dollar limit? I'm
1: yeah. like,
0: I remember getting into an argument with someone once we caught it all. And I'm like, well, I'm not fucking paying these like back. I'm like, she doesn't. She's living on Social Security. I mean, we were. All, I was obviously supporting her the whole time. But I'm like, these fuckers know she, 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 she that she doesn't have the money. They know her credit history shows she's gonna spend it unwisely. I'm like, right. fuck them. They're making a lot of money. They can eat it.
1: Yeah, and and, and that's the whole thing. Kind of as we talked about the P and Ls and different branches of, of financial <laughs> departments. You have financial departments that open accounts and you have financial departments that manage accounts. And so there're really two different P&Ls uh, on that. You get paid for opening accounts, so the drive is to open accounts. Then
0: p and ls profit and loss, you people Yeah, prop, that aren't reading, profit profit loss, reading, sorry. Reading financial statements. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, but then but that that's just how it worked. And so we were successful at, at that because of of selling credit cards, but but yeah, getting back to that, we started Granite in 2008. And I would
0: say we were successful like like how did you find the auction? Because that, because, because we just did the post on like, like on the saw. Which is yeah, cool.
1: so it was a uh, very sentimental.
0: It was yeah. See, there's a story of that thing.
1: Um, we, we had been looking for properties to because I think we were just getting to a point where we we're outgrowing that little tiny shop
0: where we could be indoors and have two toilets. Yeah, we,
1: fuck, I don't we. even think we had a toilet. I think we had a J job.
0: No, we had a toilet remember because <laughs> we, because we had it was it was it was a white guy, an Asian dude, and nothing but Mexicans in our company. And all those dudes came from Mexico. There's one dude uh, yeah. w- who would speak Spanish. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck Spanish he's speaking. I'm like, George, <laughs> can you translate his farm Spanish? Because I have no idea what he just said. Well, they they grew up in poor parts of Mexico. Love all those dudes. The, the most hard hardest working fucking dudes yep. ever. Never bitch. Never complained. Showed up. They would work you know six in the morning till ten o'clock at night. We'd be right there with him. Fuck yep. Donnie and I. we installing granite. And, Thanksgiving, uh, like oh, the eve, goodness. you know, before Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve and shit like that. Dude, we are fucking doing it. Yep. Um, but we just to have to tell them hey, you can flush the toilet paper down the <laughs> toilet. Yeah. You oh don't yeah! Have to put yeah, it, that's a cultural. Lie yeah, though. it is. Like yeah. you don't have to put it in the chair. Like please put the fucking toilet paper <laughs> in the chair. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of going to the bathroom and seeing your shitty toilet paper when I when I gotta go in there. So yeah, but yeah, so we're looking for an indoor place with two bathrooms. Yeah, we're-
1: and I think the word got around that we were looking, and I think I got called from a a business uh, broker or real estate agent a commercial real estate agent that goes, hey, we have a auction that's going on for somebody that got locked out because they couldn't pay their rent.
0: Because grant shops at that time were going out of business like nobody's fucking doing. Yeah, that's the housing
1: thing. boom went from uh, from all these elite expansions and remodeling to they were kind of just barely hanging on and stuff. And so we, I uh, walked into this one shop in Scottsdale Beautiful shop. Like yeah. Absolutely top of the line, top dollar, top forklifts, whole bunch of material in there. I
0: already called me. You called me and you're like, bro, they got a saw, they got a forklift, and they got all these slab racks. I'm like, all we got is five grand. Like see what you can do.
1: And I we made it work. Did it you take it. It? We bought the saw, a forklift, all the slabs of shit and it, for five grand. And, and it was an auction and, and everything else. And it was like, I think there was like eight or nine different people there that were buying on the stuff and i'm like man let me have this saw and i'll let you have this so we were yeah that general yeah, contractor that was there
0: wanted all the slabs right
1: yeah he wanted all the slabs i said hey you take the slabs i'll take the racks yep you take the material you go off sell the material i'll take the racks and we didn't get the forklift we didn't no we, we bought the forklift from arizona equipment or, oh, okay, or whatever right. but but we didn't get the forklift but we got the saw. The
0: saw is like a
1: $90,000 saw. Oh, man. Yeah, I, light was...
0: changing, tilting head, cut miters, shit like that, joystick. It was. Yeah, yeah
1: that, that thing. That was key. Talk about some key things that kind of allowed us to expand. That, that take us from making two or three kitchens a week to making six to seven kitchens a week or, or, or jobs. A yeah, we could, I
0: mean, we could cut six to eight slabs on that thing in a day. Whereas yeah. the other one we might be able to cut, too. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: And so it, so it increased production without having to increase manpower. But that was the things that we were kind of smart about is that we knew we needed to grow. We weren't spending previously. We weren't, it wasn't money into the, the pockets of you and I. No, we weren't we doing were, anything. We were taking yeah. minimal amount. Yep. A lot of the money being invested back into the business for expansion and growth and and, and everything else, and, and and that was key. I mean, that was that's key on all of our businesses mm-hmm. and and everything else. And uh, um, we managed things uh, tightly and and correctly, and and just kept our nose to the grind and and did a good job.
0: Yeah, we did good work, and we 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 did shit on time, and we worked with other general contractors at the time. And that was always where we wanted to be was 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 in that world. And there was one. Uh, I think it's a good transition now that a guy that that we did countertops for, um, ASU guy. I don't know how in the fuck we met him. I think we met him from a fireman or something like that. And, 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 and we started doing his tops. And he was always looking for a partner to kind of partner up with because he couldn't make that next jump without a partner because it's, it's just hard not to in, in construction. Um, and we all sat down and, and, and just kind of came up with something. So we jumped into into – well, actually, now even before that, Donnie and I started our own – um, general contracting company, and we started doing. Uh, the hotel was probably the biggest thing we did. We did like a 1.7 million dollar hotel remodel right, right in Old Town, and 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 we had some problems with that because we had a um, a shady partner that. That we caught taking about twenty grand um, ended that quickly. Had some shady clients that I almost beat the fuck out of one. Uh, Dolly's like, you can't, you can't, don't do it. I'm like, I'm ready to fucking smash. This it is not UFC.
1: This is not the cage. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bro.
0: I went into one of the hotel rooms and shut the door. and Dolly's like, you can't, because they're pieces of shit. They they ended up burning us for about one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Like, but but our my business partner now Tim and. And 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 Donnie's business partner now. We were all business partners at one time. Seth came in and they helped bail us out of this project because yep. there was shit that needed to get done. And luckily, Donnie had um, the foresight to put a lien on that project. So we we went to perfect the lien on it and shit like that. Um, so I think we only had that company for almost a year. Like we moved in over there, and then right. we, and then Seth and all that and Tim and all that stuff happened. We we moved into the shop <clears throat> that we had. 'Cause we did actually end up having a pretty good sized shop, probably twice the size of this one. I don't know, maybe twice it's like a three bay kind of shop and then a little tiny house which was small, And like that's you know, the offices that 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 we had and we ended up cramming one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven people in uh was that thing eight hundred square six hundred square feet. 600 square feet, one bathroom again. We're (laughs) back to one bathroom.
1: And it was wow. right in the middle of every, all the offices, too. So you yeah. knew when everybody was walking into the bathroom yeah. and stuff. And we,
0: but but we, we were balling enough to remodel the whole place, so it was yeah. nice. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah it, we, you're exactly right. The hotel was a disaster, and, but it was a learning lesson and, sure. and, and everything. Huge. It was a huge learning lesson. It was, uh, and just a reconfirmation that you ha- in business, if you don't do things right, and you don't do things by the book, and take the time to do the little processes, that it, it, it is going to blow up in your face. Let's be
0: honest. We had no fucking clue what we, we were doing. No, we <laughs> yeah. really, really, really. I mean, we fell into that project like like right off the bat to get a $1.7 million 60-room uh, uh, basically remodel of the place. I mean, yeah. we, we got it to a point, I think, where... The project didn't run super smooth, but it ran pretty smooth, mm-hmm. and we turned out a, a quality product. But motherfucker, was it painful!
2: Well, those guys probably obviously taught you a lesson. It didn't. That you probably can't pay for, and they're obviously shit bags.
0: But they they yeah. helped you guys get better. Yeah, we talked about putting taking a sledgehammer over the fucking head. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one.
1: Yeah, it, it, it hurt for sure. I mean. Uh, you, you take these step backs, and and that was a difficult lesson to learn, um, but it it doesn't happen again uh, unless you're completely stupid. Yeah, completely stupid, and you stupid. never walk into the trap. Right.
0: No. Yeah. Never. Now you can kind of read the signs, and 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 those dudes that that picked us, I think they they, they knew. yeah they knew. Well, hey, we can fucking yeah. They had yeah. a plan because that guy in the valley is a pos. He's a total piece of shit. And he's burnt. He's burnt other people, and anytime his name comes up, we won't mention his name because he's a douchebag. But um, in in the real estate world, everybody knows he's a fucking douchebag. So we yeah. just didn't know. We're young, and 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 you know, we're trying to make things happen.
1: We we're grateful for the opportunity. Absolutely, and, and we we're else. so stoked. We're so stoked. We we're like, dude, yeah, dude,
2: yeah. we got this. And <laughs> yeah,
1: we spent a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort. Um, it was coming down to the end of it, and we had like two weeks left. Um, and then Seth Friedman with Septon Development, um, he was a client of ours on the on the granite side um, that we did a lot of granite installs for him and for his commercial stuff and everything else. And we were really at the end of the project, we just needed some additional manpower and just some. Well, and he helped with the fireside, remember? He helped with the fireside. Helped with just closing out permits, getting final inspections. His brother worked for what I mean, Uh, I think it's for Chandler, but he had great he he had great relationships with all the Scottsdale, um, inspectors and stuff. And, um, just, just from his experience and stuff, we, we just needed an ally like that. And so as we kind of got through that project and everything, then it, we're like, Hey, this was, we actually, we
0: worked Tim, Donnie, Seth, and I, we all worked really well to wrap that thing up because it was, it was, it was not easy. And, uh, you know like that proved to, to I think to all of us like hey man these guys are fucking team dudes like they had no reason to help us yeah. and and they stepped in and helped us
1: yep. that's awesome yeah exactly it that it was super cool and then we thought it was a a great idea to for quality of life yeah. that we were going to bring all three companies together yeah and uh create this bigger company just kind of working together and yeah. stuff and so um, we did that for approximately about six months. And a year, it was A full year. A full year, yeah. A full and year. then because
0: uh, that's when my mom got sick.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Towards the end of that. And then, uh, and then again, it's just that pivot type thing of of going, okay, what do we really want to do here? Yeah. And uh, um, the
0: cool thing was we all got together. We all met at whatever fucking bar that was. Like, hey, like, what are we gonna do? Blah blah blah, yada yada yada. And, and we tried to come up with. With uh, you know, w- w- with a solution, we threw ideas around. Well, maybe Seth and Brandon go together, or like maybe Seth and Donnie, or this and that and the other, and blah blah blah. blah. Yep. And we were all kind of just fumble fucking around, um, based
2: on interests or based on where where you saw yourself going,
0: just in general team wise and who, because the because the four thing wasn't going to work out because we had a service side to the construction company which everybody fucking hated. Like mm-hmm. we would we would do service for Raw CVS, like Seth had like it had those accounts. Yep. And like stupid shit. Like I remember, like since I was uh, working as a fireman at the time, Donnie, Tim, and Seth would be on call. We had tax. We had, like, I think, twenty-five employees at the time, or something like that, in total. Uh, maybe no less than that. But but uh, but they would have to take service calls, like like on the weekends, like if a tree blew down or a window works, something like that. I remember I had to take one. I I only took one. I'm like, it's all my home. I'll take it. And someone had drawn big old dicks. <laughs> <laughs> on the mirrors nice. I had a CVS and like you had to fill out a report and stuff like that well I remember I'm always a fucking smart ass I remember taking one of the forms and making a fake form I'm like uh, on arrival to CVS store blah 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 I met with managers showed me um, bathrooms that had Graffiti. Um, there was very large penises uh, written on the mirrors. Being a man um, from an Asian culture, I was very envious of how large these things were. Never, <laughs> never <laughs> seen one yeah, large. Yeah. so large. and something, and I turned it in, but with, with, with photos. Yeah, with <laughs> photos and everything <laughs> of it. But so anyway, that there's a service side. We did commercial TI. We did residential. There's just a lot going on, and we were you know we were definitely in that storming year. If we decided to stay together, maybe it could have been something bigger and better, maybe not, but at that time, my mom had her triple bypass surgery, so I sat these guys it was right about the time we were kind of all talking about that stuff, and I'm like, hey, here's the deal, dude I'm going off i Don, I, I had the conversation with Donnie first, because mm-hmm. you know we were fucking lifetime best friends. I'm like, yeah, I gotta go off and do my own thing, dude. I can't work Cause I was working probably <clears throat> no bullshit 100 hours a week between fire and that." Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm gonna miss the last good years of my mom's life. Like I yep. gotta go out and do something. So I'm gonna start a residential company, and I just kind of bailed, kind of figured that stuff out because she was actually in the hospital right. with that and stroke. Kind of when all that stuff was going down. And I remember <clears throat> Donnie and I had had done a flip together, and and we were talking about it. It was a transition time, and I remember like I'll never forget this. Like Donnie, he he, at the time I don't think he was like what the f-? he. It, he had to look like what the fuck. And I'm like hey. Right. Dude, here's the deal stay with Seth go assess Seth. him a, he's a generator like a revenue generator you're gonna do awesome you have a family you have two kids now like I like I'm I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do like I'm gonna go off and start this residential company and I don't know how how well it's gonna go stay with him dude and 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 it was I mean Don and I will be friends that we fucking die, dude <laughs> like we've been so through so much shit together but it yeah. was a, a pivotal point for us and a really, a pivotal point for our friendship because yep. we could have that conversation, like, right. "Hey, man, even though maybe this is not what we want to do, yeah. this is the best thing for us right now."
1: It, it, it was a tough conversation. Yeah. I mean, it was like you're almost breaking up a marriage. I mean, and yeah. everything else. And uh, like as business partners, I think we spent more time together than, you than with did. our with our wives or or significant others and stuff. And uh, it 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 is. I respected the conversation and I understood it completely. Um, uh, and it was tough. It, yeah, it, for it, sure. Uh, there's emotional attachments to business relationships, and which then become friendships. And we had the friendship before the business relationship, and uh, but it it it's just flat out tough. And, and well, else, and but. it's a
0: true test to 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 our our personalities and who we are as people right. because it, we had the conversation, it was a tough conversation, and that was it. Yeah. and nothing fucking changed like whatsoever like we we there's no animosity no. there's never any hurt feelings like nothing like that like shit we leaned on it we still lean on each other for yeah. shit like like all like all the time and I, I wish the world and people were willing to have those type of conversations because right. it because uh, honestly that conversation came out of love and care for yeah. each other and like each other's well-being and People just aren't willing. Most people aren't willing to have those fucking conversations.
1: It,
2: it, They're not willing to invest in love and care. Yeah,
1: and right. authenticity. I mean, that—that's just you gotta—you gotta be authentic with people. You gotta share and be truthful and honest and yeah. upfront, whether that's good or bad or indifferent or or whatever that may be. If you can definitely um, have that conversation with them about it, it can't—it can't be bad. Yeah, and everything else. It just—it it can't be bad.
2: For context, what year are we talking about here?
1: 2011, 2012. Okay. And when we brought the three businesses together, we were doing so many diverse things that it was really taking a lot of capacity because we were trying to do residential. We were trying to do service repair and maintenance. We were trying to do commercial uh, tenant improvement and construction. Um, We were doing granite slabs still at the time as well too. So... Uh, we were all
0: over the place. I was flying to California to bid work for on CVS work because Seth had those CVS like yep. contact and shit like that. It was oh, wow. and like w- you want to talk about fucking bidding by throwing a dart on the wall? Like we're like, fuck, dude, that bids due at midnight tonight. All right, fuck it, let's sit down. Uh, yeah, 25, twenty five, fifty five, seventy five, ninety five. <laughs> we're like, oh, let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's see where wow. this thing ends up. I mean, we were we were running not the cleanest for sure.
1: Yeah, we. we, we it was it was definitely tough and, and everything else and and I knew we needed to focus we needed to do we needed to put the energy and effort onto the things that made us the most money flat out saying there were there were things that um, we did that took a lot of capacity took a lot of manpower took a lot of staffing took 24 hours seven mm-hmm. type things and so if you focus on the things that make you the most money and are the most profitable that's the direction that you needed to, to be in. And so whenever um, Brandon did have this conversation with me, just kind of saying, hey, I, I want to go a different way. Uh, I think I'm out of this. I just had part. to. There's, yeah.
0: there's just like family first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just no, and, there. It, and it
1: was great and respectable and everything else. Um, that really became clear to me as well, too, is that I only want to do this, okay? and And that was really the commercial construction aspect. Um, one, it's just a different playground than like the residential stuff. There's totally different, uh, totally different. I can't even fucking like different sport,
0: different stadium.
2: Yeah. It, okay. <laughs> so in what way? Cause I, I have no perspective of that.
1: So, so, uh, commercial is about, uh, you have individuals and contracts or owners that I need to build this business and I want to get open. Especially com- commercial TI, so
0: so a TI yep. is, a, is a tenant improvement. It's basically yep. a remodel. Like mm-hmm. I remember you guys saw me during like during my tactical. It's so funny. I kept talking about building construction and, and commercial TI. And Chris was like, he gives a <laughs> timeout time sign. He's like, um, yeah. uh, can you tell us what the fuck you're talking about? Because I don't know what yeah. TI tenant <laughs> improvement is. Basically,
1: where you're taking a shell of a building mm-hmm. or an existing building and you're converting it to whatever. You're, you're not building kind of building from the ground up you're taking all the electrical systems and plumbing systems and walls or that are currently in the facility itself and making it to whatever that business needs to operate. Um, and you got to
0: get understand. on the fucking gas. It's
2: nights it is. and
1: weekends and fucking there's, there's something. They're
2: with, not making money unless they're open and they're yeah. depending on you to open. Well, right. plus
0: your contracts sometimes have these things called liquidated damages. So, yep. so your finished date is August 15th. For every day you don't meet that milestone, it's going to cost you whatever extra $1,000 a day, $500 a day, whatever. So there's no fucking around.
1: Yeah, and so it, it gets back to that team thing, like your owner is on your team because they want to see you be successful to be able to get the job done so that they can get open and start making their money mm-hmm. and, and everything else. And so very different from the residential arena um, where...
0: I'm an artist, bro. I'm uh, an artist. yeah, I'm, yeah. An artist. So I'm an artist. I'm an artist. There's a lot of emotions
1: and a lot of feelings uh-huh. like uh, individuals, I want to pay you this dollar, and I want to get that dollar worth of response. I want energy five for yeah. I, I was five. trying to be nice yeah. here. <laughs> and
0: I want twenty dollars worth of shit. Sorry. No, they're, Wrong they're company. There's an emotional attachment
1: <laughs> to an individual with their dollar and everything else that they don't really I don't say they won't care, but they want things to be done on their terms, their time, and, and everything else. And so um, it just, it slows down the process a little bit on the residential. That's why a residential remodel would take you, could take you six months to do sure. a kitchen and a bathroom and a whole house and everything else yeah. or a year. Um, whereas on a commercial project, that days. same scope, same <laughs> scope is probably a, a six week project Yeah, uh, because you're scheduling hour by hour uh, and one right after another and, and stuff. And, and so,
0: and I'll brag on Donnie a little bit. Like, um, give me some context. When you first came to septum was the yearly revenue.
1: Uh, we were, I forget what our numbers were. It there was, was millions, but I'm yeah, forgetting. it was like a million and a half pushing to close to two uh, million in, in revenue. And that included, it was probably 2 million with the service side, a uh, million and a half on the, uh, on the construction aspect, uh, net profit right around 15, 20%, uh, on it so it's a good business and everything uh, at that time but knew if we focused on doing what we do well and we put the processes in place and we eventually put the people in place and we put the time and energy and effort that this could be something very grand and, and very good. and i won't
0: take anything away from seth because that because yep. because seth is 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 a smart guy construction guy stuff like that yep. but one thing I've I've always told Donnie um, was, um, and he's better than me at it. Like I like like I'm okay um, admitting that. As far as as a tr- strategic partner goes, Donnie is your fucking prototypical gangster ass. Like he is the str- <laughs> he's the strategic partner you want. He's he's okay, and I'm not busting his balls when I say this. Mm-hmm. Like he's okay with with, with, with the details. But he's really a fucking big picture guy. Like, I, we want to be here in five years. Let's fucking go. And Donnie, his, his brain works in such that he's like, okay, we need this. We need this. We need this. We need this. We need, this. We need to invest in that. Right. This has to happen. Whereas whereas other people may not have that ability. And, and a lot of times in, in business, especially businesses, in, well, let's just say construction business, you have to invest money out oh, yeah. that you're not necessarily known if that's going to come back, yeah. you know, tenfold if, if it does fucking great. But I always knew, and I told Don, I'm like, y- I- I- even when we had that conversation, somebody, like, you will be good for Seth. I'm like, you will take this company somewhere where, where it can never go with just Seth. I'm like, I'm like, you're going to be that guy. That's why I like, I wanted to give some context. Like, so it's million and a half to 2 million.
1: And then in less than six years, um, yeah, so it was right around 2015 that we hit our first major goal. So so it took us three or hit my first major goal. And it was the company goal as well, too. But um, it, 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 uh, it put us into a position of having cash reserves. Mm-hmm. It put us in the position of uh, being debt free as a company, uh, which was one of the key things that we wanted to make sure that we were growing smartly. Uh, so, we reduced our salaries down pretty significantly um, at that time. Just to 300000 a year. No, it was not. Really, <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay. It, it, was, it, it, it was. You don't have to say what it is. Yeah, so. I mean, it, it just was, enough
0: to pay your bills.
1: Barely enough to pay the bills and yeah. stuff. It, there was no, it was very lean and very tight at that time. And, uh, and that's how business owners are. We did it, it all the time. We it? did it all the time and stuff. And so, 2015, I think when we peaked over. Um, and this was my third year with the with the company. I think we peaked over seven employees to start to uh yes it was no. it was about seven employees uh, okay. and everything else when we started um it It was probably pretty less than that when we first came yeah. together as that and the, one of the reasons why is again focusing when I went on with Seth after that conversation, just wanted to do the commercial construction part of the and that's where we needed to focus the time energy and effort and the repair and maintenance he actually took off that was his part of the business took it off with another group um and they ran that for a number (laughs) he's like
0: please give it it's the fucking worst business dude for quality of life it's the worst fucking business
1: no it it definitely has its place and it definitely is a profitable business yeah it it's a it takes a, a different personality and it takes a a different type of. <laughs>
0: D- Dolly's saying it the nice way, when <laughs> he says it takes a different personality. It takes like Joe, Bob, Jim, Bob, and it's just it's a different it's a different beast. I mean, you're fucking clearing shit out of toilet. It just those yeah. are the
1: techs. That's not yeah. The, but even to,
0: to run their own that kind of business, like it's it's not. There's nothing fucking sexy about it, <laughs> right?
1: Well, that's life. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> right. a lot of things that aren't sexy in life. Oh, and this stuff, is bad. but yeah. but uh, but. Focusing on the construction side, it was about 2015 when we met our first financial goals. Okay, uh, Which allowed us the cash reserves to, to then slowly start increasing our salary to a normal, normal rate. Um, I, I had a note uh, with purchasing half the business or 49% of the business from Seth. I was able to pay off that note to him uh, at that time. And we were growing. And so you hit that five, six million dollar range on revenues. And then things move very quickly yeah. a- after that. As long as you can put the processes into place and put the people in place, that now starts giving you the opportunity. Instead of me having to wear or an individual having to wear two, three, four, five hats, they can now maybe wear two, and then uh, that other person wears two, and just not four all the time, not four. <laughs> yeah. And so, so then you can you open capacity up to to be able to do a little bit more and a little bit more. And we just continue to grow. Uh, effectively. And they were
0: smart about it. Like, as l- like Donnie says, like cash, um, having the cash, uh, like in the bank, stuff like that. They're not, you know, flashy guys, uh, anything like that. So they would always take the money and like reinvest it. Like, like talk about the building. That's, yeah. So we, we, that's a huge thing. We too.
1: continue to do that. So we're, as a company, we're in strong financial position. Uh, we weren't taking out money. We, we bought our own corporate office. We, Talk, uh, talk about that deal. That's a pretty like that's a pretty cool story. Yeah, Seth and I we we've been working out of different offices throughout the valley and all over. The, never really had a home or always leasing a home, and we're at a point where we're growing, having two to three people per office, uh, and realizing we needed a building. And so we were driving kind of around uh, our areas on 96th Street in um and. The city or the state of Arizona was liquidating all of their facilities and all their their locations and stuff, and so I remember that we uh, we found this building that was going <laughs> up for auction, and uh, and we ended up winning the auction. Well,
0: yeah. and they fucked up. Like tell that side like, because this is amazing. This side, I'm like that is fucking amazing.
1: So uh, we with the purchase was two parcels that we actually bought, which was the whole kind of corner area. So we were buying two buildings. We were buying square
0: footage. Just throw it out. Uh,
1: one was 11,000 square feet. The other one's 18,000 square feet. Um, and back behind this property was a little parcel of land that was kind of landlocked. Um, and when we won the auction and we closed and everything else, we went back to the state of Arizona going, Hey, this parcel of land never got transferred over to us. Uh What's that? And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll transfer a, it. Yeah, that's <laughs> called free. Th- thanks, fucking free. I appreciate
0: it. Fucking free. What? What was the dollar value on that? Uh, zero. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> <Yeah>. actually, <laughs> exactly. Actually, huh? the actual value of it though. Uh,
1: value. I mean, well, it's landlocked right now, so the only the only access to it is through ours. Guys, is right. through ours, but. Um, I, I mean, typical lots like that in the area would probably go for, I, I'd say at the time probably two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand.
0: <laughs> Here's, Here's three hundred thousand dollars.
1: But we we paid a premium for. I mean, we outbid three other people. Um, yeah, one
0: of our uh, kind of acquaintances wanted it, and they're trying to work a deal with. with and, Darby. and we
1: were willing. All we really wanted, we wanted the eleven thousand square foot building for ourselves, and then we were willing to take the other one. and kind of go into some debt for kind of the first time as a company in order to be able to handle that. Um, And we've since since put tenants and stuff in there. So it's been a real successful type thing. Uh, But the key was is that, again, it's not Seth and Donnie taking the money out of the company to support our personal needs or anything else like that, we're continually investing back into the business to right. making the business right. better and, and getting the right people in place and the, the systems and organization.
0: And it sounds smooth and everything else, but there's fucking, there's hiccups on the way and yeah. bad fucking people that they hired and, and people doing the shit that they shouldn't be doing. And uh-huh. like, so, I mean, Donnie, I mean, there, there was generally a time I was generally concerned with him because every time I saw him, he'd look not healthy Mm-hmm. Like, he looked older, like, I'm like, fuck, man, like, and I, I knew he wasn't sleeping, he's working seven days a week and stuff like that, and, and as of as of late, I think he's a lot better with that, but it's right. still a struggle, like, even though, and, and I'm only telling this side of it, because I don't want people to think, like, hey, this is fucking easy, it's not fucking easy, like, no. what, what they did, because now they're, they were a, whatever, million and a half, two million dollar company, six employees, seven employees, now they're a $50 million company.
1: Not, not quite that yet. Um, we're in the, the twenties and thirties, um,
0: 60 some employees now,
1: Yep, 60 employees now, eight different States, uh, California, Nevada, Colorado, Utah, Idaho, Washington, Montana. Uh, so we're doing all over the West hemisphere, doing, doing work all all over that. And so, um, we, we like what we do and, and everything else and we've been able to grow it. And, uh, and we're going to continue to grow it. We're now at that position, hitting that new twenty million dollar range. E- each one of these little steps and stuffs allows you to to put the necessary things in to be a real company. I mean, yeah,
0: like you just hired a legit
1: a COO. Yep. yep, a legitimate COO, and that's that's the thing that Seth and I have always been great about. Even though we're we're good, and, and we. I don't know. I think we're smart, but yeah. who knows? You're not but we're yourself. still we're still a contractor. Yeah. Is what we kind of say. Oh, I'm just a contractor. Don't but, believe uh, the hype, right? Yeah. yeah, but we're starting to hire people and getting people into positions that are better than us, and, and that is that's an amazing place to be. Allegedly, allegedly allegedly, yeah. allegedly, allegedly. They're they're still the the people that pull the the wool over your eyes and stuff. but... <laughs> Um, but that that's the key that we're going for and stuff if you can put great people into great positions and then empower them to be rock stars or, or to be successful in that it's it's huge it definitely is huge. so
0: and what I like about it too like Donnie hasn't talked about it more like even though, um, they've built this company. Um, you know they're making really good money. They're able to invest things for the long term. They've had multiple offers on the business. They've had multiple offers on, on that land. Like a, there's an entity out of California that 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 offered big bucks for their building because they knew what it was. Like they're they they've stayed strong and they've stayed smart and they haven't necessarily. Um, uh, falling for the glittery offer or like the easy way out, like they're like Donny has a plan and he's executing it. It's cool to watch, mm-hmm. um, watch him execute it. But on top of that, he he does other shit too. Like he's really big into um, like service driven stuff. Like they're always adopting a family. They're always you know uh, doing stuff during the holidays. He's like very active in the Boy Scouts, right?
1: Yeah, Boy Scouts uh, is. Taking up a lot of my time right now, but I mean, you, you got to put back in your com- communities hunkapi, uh, which is a, uh, an equine therapy. Oh yeah. She's
0: going to come on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah T- T- Tara's
1: her. awesome. We love that facility. I wish I could spend more time, but doing that through conversations and efforts with them. I mean, um, we do the JD Lynn King foundation at the holidays where we adopt three or four families uh from that have child uh, blood disorders from the phoenix children's hospital uh, to provide them christmas gifts and a, a holiday thing so uh, all that type stuff is just important to actually do um as well as take care of your own employees i mean um you, you gotta be able to as your business grows and you get able to do more you still have to understand that they're part of your business and theirs. They're family. They're family. And so yeah. just same with that, health insurance, vacation time, time off. That, that seems like that's kind of a standard thing in a lot of businesses. But when you're a business that's growing from small or nothing to having those type of programs. and,
0: and I'd say corporate businesses, but not small businesses. Like, yeah. You know, most small businesses don't offer retirement. They don't offer medical benefits. Like, right. They don't do stuff like that.
1: At all, yeah, it's still growing, growing through all that stuff. So,
0: so like all the good stuff—money, success, growth—all that shit. Do you mind talking about some of the negative shit that comes along with having
1: to do all that stuff? Yeah, because um, there is like there, there, there definitely you is. have to pay
0: the man sometime. You, you some do. way,
1: yeah. Business owners, uh, if you do a business right, you, you it, it's not all uh, high dollars and money for you. And so you have taxes to pay. You have personnel issues. You have uh, people issues. You have culture issues. You have you have all that type stuff that you're continually the uh, the the biggest obstacle that a, a company has is is just manpower and turnover and and uh, and just making sure that that corporate mentality and and culture is is in place. I mean, uh, what we're really finding out is kind of what Chris and I were talking about earlier is um, the environment on how people. I guess uh expect businesses and stuff is is really different today than it was ten years ago. uh People are leaving without giving notice uh people are jumping from job to job um, turnover is is high in the construction industry. People will leave for fifty cents or a dollar mm-hmm. um and, and it's just if they don't get their way then then I'm taking my basketball and going home yeah I mean, <laughs> it's kind of that some some mentality and so uh, and that that's the biggest thing that you got to make sure you have good leaders that are coaching to those things i mean we it's funny we did a performance review on on an individual part of our core values that our company's growth and and teamwork and sitting down with this assistant super superintendent which is like the right hand man on a job site and stuff and he's like i want to be a super and if i'm not a super in 6 months um i'm leaving i'm going somewhere else where well, they'll take me as a super and i'm like okay well Let's talk about your skill set and your understanding of what a superintendent does, and Good why you, why you feel that you can do this. Explain to me what a super does. And it was very like high level and very um, doesn't know the job. Yeah, doesn't know the job, and so I think that that's the mentality: is individuals we're putting individuals in positions that they're not really qualified for. Um, and, they're gonna fail, and they're gonna fail. They're gonna they're gonna have. It's
2: amazing how often they fail.
1: Yeah, every time. Yeah, yeah, every time. Uh, and but when they fail. They're you just able too. to go off and go somewhere else.
0: Yeah, you're left with the mess, right? I, I you're left with, with the consequence. I, I just had nine months of picking that shit up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so def, definitely a different mentality out there today uh, than than there was, say, uh, maybe as little as five, six years ago and, and stuff, but...
0: What about, and you don't, like, feel free to tell me to get fucked. Like, what about, like, your mental health, your physical health, like like some of the negatives and positives that, that come around with having to invest so much time into the business and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it, it, it runs twenty four hours a day, seven days a week as a business owner, and, and it's your baby and everything. Uh, one of the great things that I did, um, and and it does grind on you, the grind itself. But one of the amazing things that I did um, with you, kind of, and and also with another individual. Um, is I developed coaches. I developed yeah. uh, people not only to make sure that I'm mentally healthy, but when you're on the top, you don't. It's lonely, it's, bro. It's lonely. Yeah, it it is. is. It really is. You don't have a lot of people to have conversations. and, and uh I can even relate. And relate. And so getting a coach uh, was, was really key uh, just to be able to express and be able to how to communicate with other individuals and, and other team members on your team was, was significant for sure. Uh, but mental health is is a struggle i mean it is on any i think really anybody in the construction industry Uh, performance is hard performance is key Um, working out in the field when you're in these hot conditions for eight hours a day um, or you're working nights for six eight weeks ten weeks that that's a struggle portion and uh, project managers they're balancing anywhere from six to ten jobs and uh, not really having like capacity and everything else uh, on things. And so we all, we try and kind of balance that as a company and making sure that people are feeling supported and that they do have outlets that they can talk with. And, How
0: do you personally manage your own physical and mental health? Like, are, uh, cause it's, it's, it's a maintenance thing, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it definitely, you have to put in the work. You have to, like I have a, a, on tuesday at 9 a.m appointment every every week to talk with my coach and and counselor or whatever and everything and it it's not bad stuff it's not all it's it's just a, a reset life shit it, yeah it's life yeah. Shit. It's, how'd it's, you
2: find somebody that fits and suits you
1: <laughs> yeah it, that that's, that's actually a really great question i i went through a bunch right and yeah. everything else uh um, it's me no i'm kidding no, <laughs> it's not <but> me <laughs> it, it actually started with brandon we we man are, talk time the man talk time <laughs> and, and everything else you I think schedule it that was like two years ago um and it was towards the end of the year when i was doing a lot of planning and everything else for the next year and what my personal goals were and i said dude i really need just this i need somebody that i can talk and share stuff with and kind of bounce ideas off of and um listen, give me feedback, don't give me feedback, I don't care, let me just verbal diarrhea <laughs> yeah, all right. of it. Well, Just get it out. Just ah. get it out. It, it, it's an important thing. Um, and, and so I've kind of put that into my routine on a weekly basis and really um, helps. It, it hasn't solved everything, but definitely kind of allows me not to get as emotional about things. Um, and, and the cup gets full, but it, it empties a little bit to, to making sure that I'm managing and staffing things appropriately. So, yeah. have you
0: gone through a few? Let's just say the one he has now is really good. Yeah, yeah, got it. Let's say that
1: so it, it's it, up to you. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. so Heidi, uh, which actually um, has been on your guys' yeah, show a, a number of times, she is outstanding, like I right mean, on it. Uh, she comes from an athletic background. She comes from a a, a personal coaching, a mentoring, uh, a no-nonsense. Like, really? Are you really? Yeah. This is yeah. What, this right. is. So
2: she's not talking to you about the nuts and bolts of your business and all that. She's talking about the nuts and no, bolts of
1: you.
0: She knows nothing about construction. <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, a, yeah. that's, that's a big deal. We love man. you, I think Heidi. Awesome. We're not talking shit.
1: Yeah, but it, it's more about the individuals. So... Yeah. so Managing construction the construction that we do is not hard and difficult. We're not we're not very technical. We're not very that. Um, I'm an artist. Yeah. <laughs> no. it, we. But it, it is. It's personal relationships and it's it's empowerment. It's it's uh, conversations and and. Uh, I would say, just because I think
0: you're you're not giving yourself enough credit. I would say it's simple but not easy. <laughs>
1: simple but not easy it's very it's very production driven uh versus technical and and uh and that's where heidi has given me a lot of tools and just allowed me to have conversations to kind of think a little bit differently about some of those things um yeah she she's a stud yeah, yeah
0: and i mean she's fucking awesome and, and like that's why we love her and and even like on top of Heidi's and stuff, like, to have a key group of people you can go to. Like, I was having a personal mm-hmm. issue a couple weeks ago. I'm like, hey, bro, you got a second? He calls me. This is what I'm thinking. Like, am I tracking right? And he's like, you're tracking right. And that's kind of what it is sometimes. It's like, you just need someone to go, yeah, you're not retarded. I don't know if I can say it anymore, but i said it anyway. Like, no, you're tracking right. Like, like your head's in the right spot. Yep. You're doing it for the right reasons. Like, run with that. Because
2: Well, and I think it's important to recognize that, like, to have a coach – that they don't have to be a business genius or a construction genius or any no. of that. What she's coaching you in is in the stuff that you really feel that you is helping you the most.
1: A- absolutely, and that that's why I went through a number of individuals, and, and even like uh, Seth, my business partner, he has a group of guys uh, that are like his personal uh, uh, board of directors. EO, okay. um, ever yep. of EO, no. So uh, Entrepreneur's Organization, uh, there's your plug. Yeah. <laughs> Send <laughs> no, the checks, too. No. But uh, he's been with this group of guys, which are actually great. And I know all, all of them as well, too, and I've met all of them. Uh, and he does that separately from myself. But it allows him to kind of have conversations and confidentiality about how to structure business, how to, how to handle certain situations and stuff. And, and Seth and I have a good relationship where we'll share that information kind of back and forth. Um, so we're both constantly kind of working on that stuff because, again, it it is it's lonely at a, at a top dude. That at, sounds
2: really really healthy though. Uh, that's pretty it, f- that's pretty it, awesome.
0: It is, and I don't think what 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 people realize, especially like in Donnie's business, like like the top tier TI contractors out there in Arizona. There's probably three of them, right? Yeah, you and you can name your two other competitors. We're not because they're fuckers, but um, but yeah. So so there's not many. So that, so you don't have. And, and typically in, in construction, it, it's a it's a male ego driven place. So there's not the cl- the collaboration that, that that you would like, and that's why it's nice to have other buddies that are general contractors like Donnie for us to bounce off. I mean, we bounce shit off each other all the time, like daily. Yeah, like all the time. And and and, and, and that's where it's nice to have something that you can trust and 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 gives a shit about you, like and your business to do. It. Because without it, you're fucking standing on a ledge, going, eh, fuck it, steep. Like, do I take this step?
1: Yeah, and the construction industry in general, man, if they had more of this and everything, and there's so many things that collaboration could actually do in the construction mm-hmm. industry to be successful. You could have better individuals out there. You could have better companies. You could have better um, standards, uh, which which would all help. But you first got to start it within your own organization. And- yeah,
2: I, I like I wish public safety leaders were doing more of it. They, and they'll, they'll say they are, but they're not. Yeah. The, yeah. The, there's, there's clear evidence they're not.
0: I think the problem with the public safety sector is is there's no standards for a lot of things. So there's just people trying to claw their way to a position to get their so they can say, I'm a this or I'm a that. Mm-hmm. Or we just whatever.
2: ignore the standards.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, because it's it's government driven and like it's not. And that's why I go back to like, hey, the fucking public sector is just, you know, you have your shit, you have your money, go do whatever. And there's really no consequence of, like, of, like, doing something that's going to fuck something up. Right. Like, how often do you see a chief get fired for fucking uh, performance? Never?
2: Uh, here, no. Uh, other well, places you do.
0: Well, take a fire chief out, like, the top fire chief, like, assistant chief, deputy chief. Like, those guys get fired a lot?
2: Fired? Uh, removed.
0: Reassigned or yeah, reassigned, removed, that type of thing. We're not going to let you be the head of car washing or whatever else. Yeah, yeah, it's it's (laughs) definitely odd. Uh,
1: what do you do for physical health, which drives the mental well being as well? Um, kids are in sports. Uh, got, um, got one playing, uh, everything as well. He's a young 12 year old, and then I got another one that's into, uh, the individual sports tennis golf and everything you get my 21 year old graduating college and she's becoming a, a personal trainer <coughs> and everything else so so family stuff it takes up a lot of bit of time um but you do make a commitment to, to physical to doing something physical right talk about it yeah so um i do uh peloton is a great thing and everything else it's mindless and you can get on that thing. my wife got one. oh, my oh God. yeah she did mm-hmm. she
2: like
0: it she loves
1: it i can't ride yeah. a stationary
0: bike dude i uh i will do it to fill in when i can't get out yeah but you're like a real cyclist i'm like a half a cyclist I'm, i used to be a real cyclist <laughs> i've never been one
1: uh, hiking lifting i mean whatever i can fit fit in and stuff uh the Boy Scouts, we go on backpack trips and, and everything else for a couple of days. Uh, um, the trips that I take with you, and yeah, stuff. that's actually
0: uh, one of the things we do. Like we make it a priority with with some of our other. Where buddies. are you going this year? We just came back from Crested Butte, and we're leaving. <laughs> uh, we did a hiking trip there, where um, for four days, and then we're going on a big dive trip. Come you know, come January, February, something February like yeah. yeah, something yeah, like that.
2: The, your dive trip from last year.
0: Yeah, you were planning it. Yeah, that one. Yeah, it's that one. You know, they got cause for 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 COVID. But like the reason why that I I bring that stuff up so people can hear is because for as busy as you are, you're still a, even if it's thirty minutes. Like, and that's where people are like, yep. I don't have time to work out. I'm like bullshit. Find the thirty minutes to bust your fucking ass and yep. then and then move on. Like, because everybody has thirty minutes. Like, I don't. It's like, a I choice. Yeah, it's it's totally a choice.
1: Yeah, you, you you have to do something. I'm not in the greatest shape. <clears throat> as I was many many years ago and stuff, but still get are. still get after it yeah. if I need to and 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 everything and uh, um, it you just have to do something. I mean that it, it's if you can make it mindless or you can make it where you don't have to think about it or plan it or or do something like that or just go out and go it makes it very simple right and, and all that. So I mean
0: like like oh he has Peloton. What does a Peloton run? Uh, Dollar wise. Uh,
1: Three? Yeah, it's it's close to three. Yeah, I
0: mean, it, like like people are gonna be like, oh, well, well, I can't afford three. Like, Look, fucking go walk around your neighborhood. Go do yeah. something like you. Know, I, well, I
2: guarantee most of those people spend three thousand dollars on a lot dumber yeah, things.
1: <laughs> exactly. Or or and the and the reason too. I mean, a hundred bucks at a gym membership and stuff is gonna cost you that over three years oh, it, sure. it, and stuff. And here you have this this thing that you do, but uh, riding bikes with kids. I mean. Uh, ping pong you, you name it you just gotta stay active yeah, in, in everything else and do something and, and that um, that creates uh, uh, that just creates that refresh and reset for the mentality aspect if you can burn a little energy you feel better about it and then and then go on so
0: yeah no I, I agree like I recently like to separate kind of the business stuff from personal stuff I recently I said fuck it I'm getting a work cell phone like I don't care like because yep. we, when we were on vacation one fucking client I, you know Send the message out. I'll be on vacation for these days. Contact this person for scheduling. Contact this person for whatever. If you have an emergency, call 911. All that shit. Don't fucking call me. I'm on vacation. Or don't even text me. But one fucking guy, or like, yeah, one guy couldn't fucking help himself. I'm like, fuck it. I've been talking about getting a a work cell phone for five years. It's happening now. It is the greatest thing. I wish I would have done it ten years ago. Cause you can, cause because my voicemail even says. This phone will be monitored from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, and occasionally on weekends. And you can fucking define occasionally, so because sometimes that's that's that, that's once on the weekend, sometimes that's twice, sometimes that's three times.
1: Yeah, you got to set your personal boundaries. Totally, and, and everything else. Uh, uh, we spend a lot of time <laughs> in businesses and working and uh, on, on all this, and you got you got to make time for yourself. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny
2: like, how you'll start out with absolutely no boundaries because oh, you're fuck. busting yeah. your tail.
1: You'll yep. take everything. <laughs> you answer yeah. the phone all the time. And you have to
2: learn actually how to do it oh, later yeah. with su- with success, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's funny that uh, Seth, my business partner, is on vacation and and before he went on vacation, he's like, man, I'm getting anxiety about leaving <laughs> and, and everything else. And, and, and most people don't feel that in, in yeah. everything else uh, in, in positions and uh, some people can just shut the door and go and and everything, but it, it's just a different world when Tim when and I are fortunate. Like we're
0: pretty good. Like 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 when we go on vacation, we don't like it's Like I I had a client when he was on vacation last time. He's like it was something stupid that this guy's kind of you know not. He's kind of a pain in the ass in general. We we offer to help this guy because he got totally fucked over by another general contractor, and we do that. It seems like we do at least one or two of those projects every year. And he's just kind of OCD and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, well, I don't have the time to answer this question because I'm managing 16 projects right now. And the seven hours I'm going to take to answer your stupid question, it's going to have to wait until Tim gets back from vacation. It was nothing. There's no deadline. It was going to be like a two-day kind of thing. But this guy actually said, um, can you contact Tim on vacation? And I said, no, I cannot. That is our personal time. We all need to decompress and have a vacation. This is not an emergency, yep. so I'm not going to do it. And the, and, and this yeah, was, and An emergency
2: on your part does not necessarily come student no, emergency yeah. on my part.
0: And That was after he texted me at 7 o'clock, and the only reason why I actually answered, because it was Tim's project, and I said, um, blah, 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 and I said, I don't typically take these types of messages after whatever. I will circle back. I was just acknowledging that I got it. And I said, I will sure. circle back to you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., and he kept going, and And after I said that, after he asked the vacation thing, I finally just said, with all due respect, I'm now going to be blocking your number because I need to spend time with my family and you're not going to stop texting. I promise you, I will call you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning and we'll pick it up from here. It's like, and and that's a nice time. Like, you have to set those boundaries because people don't, they don't... I don't say all people, but certain individuals or certain clients do not give a fuck about your mental health. And if you don't, and if you allow them to creep into that space they'll take it every time right
1: yeah that's that's true and and it, there's a lot of people out there if it doesn't benefit them yep then they don't care yep and uh, and, and that's not how
0: we're built no. and that's not how we manage our businesses and that's how like like in that like that interview yesterday I was explaining our 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 benefits to the to the potential hire and she's like oh, I don't take vacations I'm like we encourage you to take vacations. Yeah. Even going to learn how. Yeah, even if it's just a long three-day weekend, right. you're going to use that time that's given to you because you need that. It's going to make you better, which makes us better, which makes everybody better, mm. and we can all give a big coke and a smile and a hug afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but it's important. And I don't yeah. know, especially with the fast-paced uh, world that we're in now, and in the Insta world and shit like that. Like we, it, you just got to be able to just step the fuck away, man. But. Yeah.
1: Whew, yeah, and that, that that's hugely important. And by building great teams and having other individuals that can count on you mm-hmm. or that you can count on as well, it, 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 you have to get there. Yeah. Well, and
2: the level of longevity that it can actually give you. Right, yeah. Because if you're cooked by the time you're 50, oh, yeah. then that's the, yeah. what a miserable way to, to exist.
0: Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, I can't tell you the number of burnt-out general contractors that you you've seen uh, yeah. over the years that are... You know, heart problems this and and the other because they haven't taken care of themselves and whatever else. But it's just, and
2: it probably shows in their customer service.
0: Yeah, yeah, I and mean, they just it, it, it it's just a tough industry to be in. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it, if like if like you want to work an eight like like a nine hour day, don't fucking go into construction. <laughs> it's like it's just yeah. I, and and if you, I mean, um, Brian can say the same thing. Like if if you want to own a small business and think you're gonna work six or seven or eight hours a day starting off, you're mm-hmm. fucking crazy. You three might- or
2: four hours, two or three times a week. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm name. looking for right now. Yeah,
0: that's called uh, being a fireman. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got it. Oh, actually, I have that. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's the only job you can show to and immediately go on break for at least 45 minutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sounds so nice.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's all I joke about too. I'm like, you fuckers know how good you have it? Yeah. If you showed up on my job site and took a fucking break forty five minutes I- I- into the day, you know how long your job would be there? About fucking thirty seconds. Yeah. So that's it. That's like that's where it's tough. Uh we about where are we, two hours? Close to two hours? I got I kinda wanna wrap with this. Yeah. If we could talk to our younger
1: selves. Oh Jesus. What the fuck would we tell ourselves? <laughs> I haven't even thought about this question. It just popped into my head right now. Um I, I tell myself this a lot and uh, is that don't be fearful, okay? Um, when, whenever I experience fear and, and now the, the catch word is the anxiety or whatever that people do, um, w- when I'm in situations that are, I fear or I'm concerned about and I try to kind of overthink and overplan, uh, the individuals on the other side of that are just as fearful as me coming into having that conversation or having those type of things. And so, stand up. Uh, don't fear the steps, the actions, the grind, and everything else. Just go out and do it. Uh, go out and make things happen. I mean that that is. And don't set yourself short in everything. If you uh, if you think you can, you probably can. Thoughts become things. Uh, thoughts become actions. Uh, if you set an intention, go out and kill it, and, and go figure it out. And that—that's the biggest, the biggest thing that I—I I would tell my younger self is to don't fear it, and go out and do it. So I like it. And
0: it's funny because I've been wanting to get Donnie on here for a while, but he just went through a coaching thing. And I'm always looking for key words from people, like in conversations, to kind of like see where they're at and stuff like that. Because I have other friends that I want on here too and and they're not ready yet. I don't think they're ready and I'm not saying that I'm I fucking know everything, but when Donnie went through and and we can plug him if if sure. if, if you want to Donnie. Um, what's the coaching thing again? Um the coaching seminar Oh, uh, uh, landmark forum. Yeah, landmark forum. So Donnie went through that and and and, and he's he's <laughs> we're similar in the fact that we seek leadership opportunities and seminars and coaching and all that kind of stuff. Well, as he got through that, there was just certain key words he was saying. I'm like, I think he's fucking ready to come on and, and, and kind of tell that story now. Because that was a... It was nothing groundbreaking for, me, for for you from from what I understood, but it, it was a solidification of things that you already knew. And I felt at the end of the conversation that we had it, there was a level of comfort that you had with yourself that I had never seen before.
1: Yeah, so the... the the forum was a recommendation from Heidi, my coach. Fucking Heidi. Heidi, I'm always in our shit. She's a stud. <laughs> um, was a recommendation from her, and it it, it, don't, it took me like a year to get into into that forum, or because of scheduling and my commitment and everything else. I wasn't really looking forward to, it. and it it takes a full three days and stuff. But it really just it was that tune up. I already knew half the stuff that was being talked about in that forum, but. It just puts it at the forefront of, hey, um, thoughts become things. If you think something's shit, it probably is shit. If you think something's great, it probably is great. And so how you approach those things and how you approach uh, what people say and and the noise that you can add to um, conversations or to experiences, then uh, if you can eliminate that and really see things for what they truly are, uh, then... You can do amazing stuff with it. Yeah, so.
0: and and that's what like I said, just that like the end of that conversation, like the level of comfort you felt with just, I could just tell him like, man, like there was a breakthrough that you somehow yeah. like found in there, which was super cool to to do, and no. and the timing of the podcast is actually pretty like I, like I always say, there's no coincidences in life because um, we had Donnie scheduled, I don't know like like a week or two ago, and right. there's some 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 schedule conflicts, so we ended up having him today. Well. The grant I think it was my fault. It was asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've
2: contributed nothing and but you changed the schedule for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're a typical fireman.
0: I don't like the way things are, but I don't want to change. No, I'm just joking. Um, but we sold the grant shop out of our business uh, like a while back, and and the guy that bought it the last thing that he needed to pay for was our saw. And he couldn't afford the saw. We held on for about six months for him and just like don't have the money, I don't have the money. I'm like, hey, fuck it, dude. We got cars to park in there. We gotta get the saw out of here. So um, the two gentlemen that that bought the saw from us um, when they came, and I knew it was gonna take the right people to know what they were getting. So when they showed up, I could just see the look in their eyes. Like, holy fuck, dude! Like, we found the holy grail. Like, like, and and I knew that that. They they were the right guys when when I had I think I had it up for whatever amount and they're like well they didn't say like what's your lowest price they're like what do you want for it I'm like I, I said I'll take this this much for it um, and they're like done deal um, they're 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 a younger granite shop starting off cutting shit with this stationary sock. our same fucking story almost yep. um, two guys uh, partnered up together. Um, they really don't have the money to break the saw down. They really don't have um, uh, the money to get it transported to their place. They do have a guy that will help set it up. I offered to set the saw for it because there's only two guys in this state I know that can set up that saw. It's Donnie and I because so, <laughs> <laughs> we've done it over and over. We, we got that saw set up so well that it would cut um, on about a 10-foot run. It would be an eighth of an inch off from, from end to end, which is yeah. pretty fucking good for for. For granted, and we typically just do it with string and and and, and a tape measure. But anyway, um, they we showed up Saturday, yeah, Saturday to break the saw down. So like, I'm breaking it down. I run a forklift for these guys. They don't even fucking have trailers to get the fucking saw on. So we let them let them let them loan our flatbed trailer, and our A-frame trailer. They don't even have another fucking truck to actually transport the second trailer with. I'm like take my truck you break if you wreck it, i'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> don't fucking wreck the truck um because it's a company truck too you know how that goes but anyway so we go through that whole process and 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 i'm helping them load it. and i'm not like donnie knows i'm emotional but i'm not emotional um it's just not that big do- well as i'm fucking loading the saw i'm like i'm thinking about where in the fuck we started yep. like we, i'm like we fucking started a dirt lot. We had no fucking money. We mm-hmm. fucking grinded our ass off. We're in that stupid one, single wide trailer <laughs> with the hot spot, and it was dirty as fuck with vinyl, linoleum floors from 1950, mm-hmm. asbestos in them or whatever. And now I'm able to pass. We're able to pass on this saw. No, this saw's a
2: huge deal for the guys, yeah. isn't it?
0: To these guys to give them the opportunity that that we had because because if you'd asked Donnie and I back then if we would be where we're at right now like you know combined companies with revenues in the millions we own multiple you know properties with land and we're and we're building subdiv- subdivisions and fucking office buildings and like all this shit like you can't you can't write this fucking story like right. anywhere and like that's where I think in the post that I like made that on our Instagram page I'm like you think the fucking American dream is not alive and well right now you're fucking fooling yourself because you took a dude from El Paso, Texas that fucking had nothing. A fucking Asian dude or a Filipino dude that came from fucking nothing and now we own multi-million dollar fucking companies and we're giving back and doing the fucking right thing. I'm like, motherfuckers, you're dreaming. Get off your ass. Go to fucking work. Do the right shit. Like, do, act act in such a way that you're going to make the place fucking better and it can all happen. Yep. doesn't happen to everybody because you have to have a little bit of luck in in in, in that process but if, but if you're willing to put in the time listen, not have a fucking ego, work your ass off, and just kind of lean on people, and just not not chase the flashy thing, make sure that you reinvest your money, invest in your people, it, it can happen for everybody, so, fucking, pretty fucking cool, dude, like, I, I'm telling you, like, I was this morning, as I was driving here, and I'm not uh, afraid to say this now, like, my mom is in her last hours of life, but I'm, like, super excited to come here, and just talk to these guys, because um, for my mom, um, she's she's a reason why I'm here today, and yeah. Donnie is a reason why I'm here today. So to kind of have that journey come full circle today it, it is a super big deal for me. So thank you, man.
1: Thank you, brother. I love you, man. That's pretty damn huge. Yeah,
0: but outside of that, what else you got?
1: We've just been through it all, man. Yeah, it, uh, we ain't done yet either. We ain't done yet, <laughs> and all that. So it's uh
2: yeah, we will get to do more chapters. That'll be cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Want to close this
0: out, Chris? Yeah.
2: Well, uh, thanks again, Donnie. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, I don't obviously don't know you nearly as as well as Brandon does, but I appreciate I appreciate your conversation, your willingness to come in here and share that stuff. That is a big deal. Yeah. And it ain't easy. No, I mean, it's <laughs> not. Definitely, I definitely get that. And uh, so, uh, yeah, look forward to to to, uh, to getting this out there. Uh, you know, I think we have a listenership of we might be up to ten now. So you. you Ten whole people may hear this. (laughs) I'll get you another one. Okay, right right, (laughs)
1: on. Perfect. Where can people find you? Uh, Personally, I'm on Instagram at Donny D O N N Y Bolin B O L E N on Instagram. Um, our business—we're redoing our website right now through 40 Volt Media.
0: Fuck! How long did that take? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's our problem it's as
1: well fun. too. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely our problem. Uh, but Septon Group, S E P T O N Group, group uh, dot com. You can find us there as well too. So, thank you guys. Really appreciate this time and, and everything else. And was nervous about it, but thank you guys. Yeah, I <laughs> know it,
0: it, it's it's not comfortable. Um, Again, you can find us anywhere
2: you can find any quality podcast. Which, There's a lot of places that I can't remember always.
0: Yeah, you can fucking find us. We, we've been around long enough. Yeah, if Don. you want
2: to, if you want to look, if you want to find us, you can find us. Yeah,
0: MakeTheDifferencePodcast.com is our website too. We're actually all the episodes get loaded there as well. Yeah,
2: MakeTheDifferenceUS.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I can't even remember. It's been mm-hmm. so long. So, but, uh, darn love you, man. Appreciate it. Like, thanks for hanging out there with us, and we'll talk to everybody soon.
1: Awesome i <laughs>